Adventure. A word ringing with promise, with excitement, with newness. I'm Mikkel, the host to the Mama Adventure podcast, a resource for new moms who want to embrace themselves and their motherhood with intention and joy. Welcome to this space of sisterhood. Welcome to the Mama Adventure. I'm so excited, Sarah, to talk to you today. <laughs> Welcome on our show. And um, well, let's just get started with maybe you introducing yourself and telling a little bit like why. Well, yeah, let, let's just dive into why I invited you on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks so much, Mikkel. So a little bit about myself. I am originally from Ohio and I moved out here to go to school in Utah and I met my husband, and he's a Utah boy, so here we are. I'm actually Utah. from Utah, too. Amazing. <laughs> and, oh, how fun. Um, and we have a 18-month-old son named Royce, and he is so goofy. He knows how to make us laugh. And we recently just bought our second home, and so we decided to rent out our first home. And my husband and I have been working to get that ready for our tenants and been watching a lot of YouTube, like how to do mm -hmm. handyman work. And our tenants just moved in and we are so relieved just to like focus on this home and <laughs> just like have that. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And um, I yeah. invited Sarah on today because I, I really love, I found her Instagram that talks about like, kind of cutting back on screen time with your kids and like focusing on like non-screen activities, which like, let's just start this podcast off by saying, I think, I think we all kind of know that like too much screen time is bad. Like we've all been told like those, like those statistics or those studies or whatever, but also like realistically, it can be kind of hard to do, you know, especially like when you're, Mm -hmm. uh, on your last resources as a parent when you're really tired or exhausted and need some mental space. Um, and so I'm excited to jump in with Sarah for her, like her top tips and ideas for cutting down on screen time. And I really want to approach this in a way of saying, like, if you're listening to this, you, you feel like a little defensiveness inside you, like, oh, well, like, I have to use screens. Like, honestly, I feel that too. <laughs> I feel it every day sometimes when I'm like, I'm so tired. <laughs> like, here, take my phone, look at a picture of grandma I, or like whatever it is. Well, that was not too bad. But yeah. you know what I mean? Where I feel like wherever you are, I feel like we all have a little desire to like use a little bit less screens. So I, I'm hoping to approach this from like the perspective of even if you don't totally like eradicate all screens from your life 100%, like where's a, an area and like what ways can we maybe take back a little bit more of that time in a way that's like sustainable for our families and like helps us feel like more just like to, to feel good with that time, if that makes sense. So no, first of all, sure. like, so you have this, this Instagram that's about like the, it's Sarah screen smarter, correct? Correct. Okay. I'm like, I, that correct. should be right. Yep. right? <laughs> Unless I, I'm like, did I have a, a brain moment, but no, I got it. Um, but where was like the desire for you to limit screen time with your kids? Where was that born? Was it like, like, have you already always known like, oh, this is a really important like priority for me? Or is it something that kind of arose as you started to notice yourself like doing it more? Like, how did that come about? 
Yeah, so it's actually funny. My husband and I both grew up with screens. Like, my mom always had the TV on, like, as background noise. And, like, as I could always know what time of the day was. Like, if it was noon, I knew, like, the price of right was on in the background. Or, like, towards the end of the day, like, I knew the news Mm -hmm. was on. And so, like, I didn't really think about it that much. And um, my husband, like, grew up with screens, playing video games with his brother, And really the desire started when uh, Ben and I, before we had Royce, Ben and I noticed we would come home from work and sit on the couch and turn the TV on and I would look at my phone and he would be looking at his phone. And by the time we were ready to go to bed, we knew more about people on Instagram or social media than how each other's days were. So we kind of reflected on that and set boundaries for ourselves. And when we had our son Royce, we kind of followed that pattern for creating boundaries for him. And I think it was a lot to do with observing like other people and not to like blame them or anything. But like when you go to the grocery store and you see like a child on the screen in the grocery cart or at dinner and they're like, playing with their phone and we were even at a luau in Hawaii and there's like fire on the stage and people dancing and music and kids around us like could not look up and so Ben and I weren't like comfortable like we didn't want to have the screen to be more important than life itself so that's where we kind of like noticed like where we should focus our boundaries on And I studied family development in college and I like knew the history and the background of like screens and the effects it has, especially on younger children. And my husband did not study family development. He is an accountant, so he's like a numbers guy and he likes statistics. So like I came up with like showed him all this research And it kind of like motivated both of us, like from both angles of our backgrounds to like dedicate to stick with this goal. And like, I totally understand, like, it is so easy just to like, if your kid is just having one, like having like, just being difficult, like if you show them a screen, it does change them. Like they do focus and sit down, but it also, you do need to think of the effects. It might be a little harder right now, but later on it will become yeah. easier. I want to, can I point out a couple of things that I think were really awesome about what Sarah just said? The first one is I love how you brought up the concept of boundaries, right? Because that's, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of reframing how we talk about screens. It's not saying like screens are evil. What it's saying is like right. we have like a boundary in our family that feels good to us that helps us be more present with each other and what that boundary looks like is going to be different from family to family you know so it's not saying like you have to like put boundaries on screens in the same way I do it's saying like maybe just consider like how they're affecting your family and like craft like that boundary around that you know it's very adaptable from family to family and um oh what was the second thing Oh, you know what? Well, it might come back to me. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Well, my brain is a little fried today, but I I love that concept of like 
Oh, no, I remember. Here it is. Um, this is a very conversation-oriented podcast. <laughs> this probably won't even be edited out. I, I don't think I will. We'll, it'll just stay in. Um, but I love how you brought up the fact that, like, sometimes it is, like, easier to, like, you know, your kid is throwing a fit and having a rough time. And you're like, okay, you know, just take the screen. Like, just, just take it, you know? And because it calms them down, right? Um, and, mm-hmm. like, the thing is, like, I think we all know that there are times when you're like, you're, you're desperate in your like having an emergency or whatever. And like, we, we kind of do what works in that moment. I think the real danger, and you can tell me whether or not you agree or disagree with this, but I think the danger is when what our like emergency mode is becomes our go-to mode. You know what I mean? And so it's not like if you've ever given a screen to your child, you're terrible. That's not true at all. Like we, like we are all Mm -hmm. like just, hanging on by a thread sometimes (laughs) but it's like but like do you have ideas of what you can do instead do you have other go-tos as well other tools in your your toolbox so when you're desperate the only thing you have to turn to isn't just screens you know what I mean yeah so um you mentioned earlier like if you're tired like trust me like I sympathize with every mother because we all reach that point (laughs) and so um just to give like a little story my husband Ben um worked and commuted for about eight months and his commute was a two-hour commute and so long story short he would leave before Royce would get up and he would come home when Royce was in bed so I had Royce like that Mm. full day and so like there's a lot of hours yes. in the day. <laughs> oh my <laughs> and, like, yeah. <laughs> and especially like with a little one, like, I don't know. It just, you have to, I feel like get in a routine, but like my number one thing is like sleep when your baby sleeps. Like if that is possible, like, I don't know if that makes me a lazy parent or whatnot, but I know like if I get more sleep, that makes me a better parent. Like even when he takes naps now, like I'm like, all right, see ya, <laughs> like peace out. <laughs> I'm going to get a little, like even 20 minutes in, it just feels good. So um, a couple of other activities, like just thinking outside of the yeah. screen box pretty much is, um, my son loves water and during that time and even now during quarantine time when he's getting just like a little bit fussy and he just like needs some like a different environment I put him in the bath and I love that because he if your child loves the bath like I can put a podcast in listen to a podcast or book on tape or music and all I have to worry about is making sure my son doesn't drown in that bathtub and he's like confined in that little space and it's kind of like a little break I consider um I totally also I totally like relate to that resource- we did that the other day <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like I don't know. It's cute to watch them play in the bath, but also it like doesn't require a lot yes, of like, like attention. I love taking him outside, nice. but with how uh, Warren is very, very curious and he will stick everything in his mouth and rocks and leaves and bugs and grass and just about. And so it's a lot of chasing. Definitely, <laughs> It's like, you have to be really attentive. Yeah. And sometimes it's nice to have them in a kind of confined space where <laughs> they can be safe Correct. and they can play and you can rest a little bit. <laughs> 
Yep. And then um, also using like other resources. Uh, when Royce was smaller, I would put him like in one of those toys where um, you just sit him down and he can like rotate and there's like a toy. I should have looked like up the bouncy, name. I'm sorry. Bouncer things? But it, like, I don't know their names either. Yes. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd put a mirror in front of it. And that was like super useful because he would like communicate with himself and like watch him like play with a toy. It was so cute. But that way, like he had something to like look at, but um, it was just like a simple mirror, like just to put in front of him. And then when you do get to like the point where you're like, oh, I just need to like close my eyes. FaceTime is like fantastic. Like, Just have like call your mom or like a family member or friend and just be like, hey, like, could you just like chat with my little one for just like a couple minutes while I just like relax and just like grab their attention yeah. while you can. And, and then um, right now there are a lot of interactive learning tools and that could be like virtual tours through like aquariums or zoos and you can like sit with your child while they're like sitting with on your lap and you can like go on like a iPad or a phone and just like talk about like what the what's at the zoo and like it's kind of like interactive What I love about what you just brought up is you just gave a couple of really awesome ideas for using screens in like a connection seeking way, you know? Um, Correct. So I also studied child development in in college and oh my gosh, love it so much. It's like a deep, deep passion (laughs) of mine. And something that I I love about um, what I, I remember from my studies there is with media and like your kids taking in media, it's not just like whether or not they're partaking in me partaking I don't know if that's watching media listening to media it's like what what else is going on and especially whether it's creating like a connecting experience so it's like if you're just putting your it's like the difference of I'm putting my my child to watch a movie and then I just let them be done versus like letting them watch a movie and sitting down with them for part of it and like talk about talking about kind of what's going on and like how like the characters like in the movie are like feeling and stuff like that, you know, like media can be an awesome tool if we kind of turn it and like, think about, okay, how, how am I using this? Or like the example you said, like you're using a screen, but you're using a screen to connect to people that your, your child can't see right now because maybe they're separated from quarantine or, or they can't go to the zoo. They can't go to the aquarium. So then it's giving them like an experience with you um instead of just like leaving them like alone isolated with a screen does that make sense correct that is it's creating a bond and it's creating a relationship that is just going to get stronger than just like I don't know it's kind of thinking out of the box instead of just being like okay look at the screen and and leaving it as that but using it as a tool more and I like how you said like having sitting next to them during a movie like that is a great example I do recommend if you are going to have your children watch something I would recommend a movie over a television show just because it does allow more time to do like that storyline and a plot and a resolution 
And so like children grasp those mm-hmm. concepts better. And during the movie, you can pause it and talk about like, if your child's confused about like what's happening or you can answer questions or like if they are scared, they can grab onto you. Like it is a really good yeah, bonding Yeah, movies experience. can actually actually be like really, really awesome. And something that um, um, I, maybe, maybe you're not the same, I don't know. But for me, like I really hate commercials. <laughs> They're like such a, like an annoyance trigger for me. <laughs> I just... Oh, and for so sure. if you're watching a movie for one you're not <laughs> having to deal with commercials if you're on a I mean if you're on Netflix or something it doesn't have commercials but depending on where you get a tv show but what I also love about movies is they end you know and then they're done versus a show it's really easy because it's in small Perfect. segments like 15 more minutes to like extend that time which if you are putting boundaries around screen times with like maybe a little Old, not like toddlers and beyond but like like those older kids too like it's easy to like push for like oh just like one more show mom like one more show one more show versus when you watch a movie you could say like we're having this screen time right now we're gonna watch this movie and when the movie's over like our screen time's over you know like committing to a whole other yeah. movie is a harder ask for a kid than like asking for like just another 15 minutes right no that's a fantastic point and also to go off of that, I, um, it is important to notice, like, if your kids are watching TV shows, like, maybe their limit is two TV shows. And when they watch the third TV show, you notice them being a little more grouchy or, like, having a little bit of an attitude afterwards just because, like, they mentally and physically can't handle, like, that much entertainment. So just knowing like noticing those like boundaries that your child has. And that speaks to the point of it's not going to be the same for every family and every kid, you know, you kind of got to tune into your kid and think, okay, how is my child reacting? Is this a positive experience for them? And at what point does it maybe stop being a positive experience? Because then you can use it as um, like a rest and reboot for yourself without leaving it too long for them. You know what I mean? It's, and that's, yes. that's individual for every yeah. family. Like we were saying, like boundaries for each family are, are going to look different. Yeah. And um, so on average, children start using screens. Can you guess? Oh, what I don't know. Do? <laughs> yeah, it's young though. It's really young. <laughs> yeah, it's like four which is months. crazy to me. And, and I really think it's like people – or not people, parents, just, like, when your child, like, they just rush to entertain, or, like, and it's kind of, like, children don't need to be entertained always, and sometimes when they have those emotions, like, they're sad, or, like, scared, and we are, like, oh, here's a screen, like, it will, like, because it does zone them out, they're not fully feeling that emotion, and so it does make it, like, more difficult in the long run because when they are sad or scared they're going to reach for a screen instead of like talking to you about like what's bothering them so with my suggestion is just prepare ahead instead of like reaching for a screen when you like are out at the grocery store or at a dinner table or even at church just like have prepare ahead by bringing like snacks along with you or a book or toys so that like you don't have to resort to the Mm -hmm. screen. Yeah. Um, I, 
love like the concept of, so this is a concept I've heard before that I am starting to implement with my son too, is because I feel, here, let me back up. I feel that (laughs) um, my, wow, you're catching me on such um, like a mom brain day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You are fine. It's the middle of the week. (laughs) A mom day, I guess. Um, But I feel like a lot of the times we turn to screens because um, we are, are, like our little one, like we're trying to just like, almost like calm them down, you know, like you said, like we are uncomfortable with their big emotion and either they're throwing a tantrum or a fit or they're just like all over bouncing off the walls and you're like, here, sit down, watch this, like (laughs) do, I'm thinking more about like toddlers. And, um, I, I think I love what you said about like kind of being present with those emotions, but I'm also thinking about something that I I really love. It's a a concept I I've heard of and that we're starting to implement with Warren where you have a yes space. And what that is, is just having a space in the house where literally you can let your child kind of be confined, but be in that space and they can do whatever they want. So meaning everything's baby proofed, everything, they can touch everything. They can throw everything around. They can get into everything. They can make a mess. There's not like something that you can't clean up in there, you know? And so you can kind of let them like bounce off the walls, but within that space, you know, because I feel like sometimes we get overwhelmed and I, I know I'm this way. I'm like, oh my gosh, I turned around for two seconds. Okay. Like, okay. Confession time here. But yesterday, yesterday, I swear <laughs> I, I looked away for three seconds and that's how every like mom horror stories began three seconds. And all of a sudden my son had yeah. crawled all the way up the stairs and was on the second floor. And I'm like, when did you do that? Oh my gosh, you're so fast. And like, I feel like <laughs> he's, he's just become so fast and so mobile that I'm chasing him all over all the time. And he's not even a toddler yet. So when he hits toddlerhood and learns to walk I just I can't even imagine what crazy hectic mess our life is gonna look like day to day so having like that space where you're like okay you know what like so like what we've done is we finally made a room a nursery for him he's been in our room for several months but that room I can close it I can be in that room with him but he can get into everything everything is safe for him and so it's okay for him to kind of go a little wild in that space and now that might not work for every child or every age but if part of the stress of you being like oh just just watch this like turn on to something is because you're feeling overwhelmed from like chasing your kid and like telling them no a million times and like chasing them down like maybe consider like that idea you know like create a yes space for them where there's nothing you need to say no to they can just kind of go wild go crazy you'll clean it up at the end of the day type of thing I love that so much. We had one for Royce and then once they get a little bit older, it just grows mm-hmm. a little bit more. And then you just start putting all your pots and pans above the, his mm-hmm. reaching point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I remember you talked yeah. earlier about how you would give Royce a mirror, right? And like, let him look at a mirror. Uh-huh. I I want to speak to that too, about the fact that like, I mean, we know this, like if you have a kid, like you've probably noticed this already and if you're listening, but I mean- if you're don't have a kid and you're listening, like welcome. That's not the majority of people who are here, but welcome. <laughs> but kids like don't need fancy toys. Like my son's favorite toy, I think, in our whole house is the closed bottle of chocolate sauce in the fridge. And every time we open the fridge, he bolts for it, holds it, and gets so happy. And it or it's Isn't like the so most cute? random stuff, right? You're like, I got you this beautiful thing, and they're like, Mom, yeah. thank you. Thank you for this amazing box that you got me. <laughs> 
Like this makes me so happy. (laughs) And so like, if you're feeling like your kid like is needing like more, they don't, just speaking to like our, your kids don't need more toys necessarily it's not like we're saying like give them more toys to play with it's like how can you use the resources you already have in your home you already have at your disposal things that may not be targeted as like a kid's toy but like are very much entertaining to kids like how can you maybe innovate a little bit and give them something novel that they can experience you know it doesn't even have to be playing in the traditional sense of like cars or dolls or whatever, it can be exploring something that's like a weird texture or like a new, just like a new thing, you know, like they've never come across it before. Correct. Yep. It's so cute to watch Royce discover things like when I am unloading the dishwasher and he finds like the wisp for the first time Uh or even a spatula, he like, will not let go of it and he's just like so excited I'm like buddy you can do whatever you want with that exactly and I love that concept too of having like a space we talked about like that yes space like not even just like in their playroom or whatever but like in the kitchen like having a drawer that they can open and it has like Tupperware or like like pans that are safe for them to play with and stuff like that where they they can be with you and exploring and it feels like they're in an adult space because they like want to be with you. And they're like, oh, I want to be with mom in the kitchen or I want to be with mom in the living room. But it's like a space within that room that's OK for them to get into, you know, because they kind of feel like, oh, I'm getting into the same thing mom is getting into. Whereas you're getting into things they can't use. But they're like, oh, but I can play with this. Yes. Somewhere. And that's all about preparing ahead, like thinking ahead. And then you don't have to have that headache when it like mm-hmm. the time does come. All right, so I have I have one more question for you because um, I feel like there are so many like good ideas. I mean, Google, Pinterest, where, wherever you want to go, or look at look at Sarah's Instagram. Tons of great ideas about like what you can do with your kids, and there's so many ideas that involve going outside, which is a a real easy thing. Kids love being outside, but um, there are times when we can't go outside so I I was wondering like what is kind of your strategy with Royce that you do when either the weather is bad or I guess you already did kind of talk about some of these but like when we're limited in our ability to escape to the outdoors what what are some of your go-tos or your your thought process on that yeah and also right now even in Utah like it is so hot during the day that it's like (laughs) We just need to not be outside. So um, with that being said, like, I know in the morning, like, that's when we get outside and in the evening, like, those are the times. So it's during the day that you really need to, like, figure out the, like, figure out activities to do. So um, one thing, like, even during the winter is just open the curtains. Like, just get that sunlight in. It just really does freshen that space. And um, make, like, a inside – or, sorry, create an outside space indoors, like your yes room, which is fantastic. Or if you have older kids, maybe if you have a garage, like, back the cars out of the garage, shut the garage door, and then have them, like – bike around in circles in the garage or play with chalk in the garage Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, Also, play dates are awesome. I 
can't stress that enough is just like getting not only for the kids to interact, but also for moms. Like, and you can be like, has your kid like taken their diaper off like by themselves? Cause that just happened to us the other day. And the other moms are like, yep. (laughs) Like they just understand like what you're going through. Um, A gym pass is also, if you're able to do that, that way you can just like get your wiggles out and it's an indoor space that you can just enjoy. Um, Also, I, two things. um, The first thing is just slow down. Um, I know like your podcast is really about being intentional and with joy and um, my platform on Instagram is really focused on being mindful. And what I was mentioning earlier, how like if I'm unloading the dishwasher, like I make it kind of like a learning experience for voice. I say this is a fork and this is a plate and just be like, instead of being treating it like a chore, like, oh, I have to unload the dishwasher. Like, let's get this done as fast as I can. But learning, taking it more of like a step back and I'm like, Like I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of hours during the day and treating that chore like an activity, it takes up more time. And it's, I don't know, it's different perspective than I grew up with where I'm always like, ew, like this is the worst. But then like Royce is like a fork and like, or if I'm unloading or sorry, doing laundry and Royce helps me move the clothes from the washer to the dryer and yes it would be a lot easier and simpler if I just did it by myself but actually getting him involved and he like loves that like he like is like the happiest and when I'm cleaning I like give him a wipe and he like just wipes down who knows what but (laughs) it's not it's or like if I'm doing the dishes I know that it's not gonna be like simple like oh, like the dishes are going to be neatly put and there's not going to be water anywhere. But I'm like, why does it matter if water gets on the floor? Like, yes, I've been taught my entire life to like, don't get water on the floor, but all it takes is a rag. And if it makes this bonding experience for Royce and I, then like slow down and just like treat it as an activity which has been really beneficial. Oh, I love that. And okay, you know, you know, I think my favorite thing in everything you just said is it brings out this idea that parents feel like they need to be like entertaining their kids, you know, like, which is not mm-hmm. true. First of all, because you're like, that kind of gives the idea that we have to be like giving them stuff that's new or novel or exciting. But like, like everything about like what's normal to us about our life is novel to our kids. You know, it's all special. They've like, they don't know what a spatula is if they haven't seen it before, you know, or like a whisk. Oh my gosh. Like when we gave Warren a whisk, it's like, (laughs) that's the coolest thing in the world. You know, (laughs) like this is this crazy item. Yeah. And like, like we don't have to create more, we don't have to make time that we don't have to create things to do with them. You know, things that we're already doing can be those things that we do with them. Like those are, like you said, like make it an activity, like those things that we're already doing normal things to us. Like Warren thinks it's the funniest thing in the world to knock over my laundry and which like is 
pretty inconvenient so but also like it's kind of funny <laughs> and so it's like okay I'll just hide these piles yeah. over here and here's your knockover pile <laughs> because because it's fun yeah. you know and it like things get done slower like you said but I feel like then we feel less stress as parents to always be giving our kids an activity um yeah there's right. there's some really amazing research out there that shows that kids are actually more creative like kids need to be bored actually to be creative if we're always giving them something to do correct they that part of their brain just doesn't need to like ignite but when kids have less toys they're actually a lot more creative actually like the very most creative is like no toys at all but that's I mean like give your kids toys that's totally fine but like when you like pair back (laughs) and simplify um like it gives your kid an opportunity to be bored and then to innovate and to say like, what am I, what am I going to do? And then they start to explore and try new things. And that's really all you need to do as a parent. You just need to give them the opportunity to explore in a safe space where you're like emotionally attuning to them. You know, you don't need to provide, I don't know, fancy baby amenities. I don't, I don't know what else to call it. (laughs) Or even like on Pinterest where like these moms are like making these like, like beautiful, like who knows what. And I'm just like, that's great, but that's not my talent. And so that's where I'm like, all right, we're going to do like figure what works for our family. Yeah. And it's like, and if that's your thing, go for it. Like do the thing that's fun for you, but don't feel like you have to, you know, don't feel like you have to do something extra. You don't like what you're doing right now is already like enough for your child. They just want to be with you and like, take in the world and explore it you know correct yep well okay I'm looking at our time and Sarah I'm so happy that you came on today thank you so much for being here it has been so fun to talk to you about this I can tell that we're both like really passionate about about like you said intentional living and mindful like parenting and it just mm, I this has been so fun Is there anything yes. before we go that you like want to share, um, like maybe to moms who are feeling like maybe discouraged because they like want to do less screen time, but maybe feel trapped in like old habits or just whatever it might be and like anything that you'd want to say for them? Yeah. So what I would say is just talk with, be open and communicate with your children. Even when they're young, just tell them like, this is something that like, if you would want to cut down screen time and um, just say, this is something that we have done in the past, but mom even confess and say, mom has made a mistake or whatnot, or mom has changed her mind and say, this isn't so good for your body and your mind and your spirit. And so just like tell them like, these aren't things that we value and show them like, And then just, like, take them away from a situation that they would normally, like, use a screen and just be like, we're going to make some changes. And it might be hard at first, but it's going to be worth it. And always, always, always just, like, do it with love. Just be like, this is for you. It's because we love you. And I don't – I feel like if you start with love, like – kids will be more accepting and more like trusting and good luck. (laughs) Everyone just good luck. This world is crazy, especially with pandemic. And, oh, I am so proud of all the moms out there. And like, you got to give yourself (laughs) grace too. like recognize that, like, 
Like everything is one step at a time. You know, if you feel overwhelmed, you're like, I cannot get rid of all screen time. That is, that's okay. But like maybe where's like one area that you could pare back, you know, or turn that screen time you're already doing into like a connection based screen time. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, I love one more thing because there's always one more, but one more thing that I love that you said is like talking to your child, like, and being able to say like, Hey, I want to make this change too. And I feel like sometimes we're kind of afraid to like make mistakes in front of our kids. But what I love is I, I just had like this vision as you were describing this of like, of how amazing it would be to be able to tell your child and model for them what it is like to be in tune, like with your body and like to be mindful, you're showing them how to be mindful by saying like, you know what, like, I don't like the way that like my, my mind feels like when we watch this much TV or when we, we, when mommy's like on her phone too much. And so we're going to start putting it away. Like my head feels fuzzy or, you know, whatever it is, like you're starting to show them that there's a connection between like their brain and their body. And you're using, you can like use descriptive words and model that like, it's okay to change. And like, you're giving them like the very, um, like the stepping stones, the little bases to having those skills on their own. You know, it might be the first time they see that model, like, oh, like what I'm doing here affects me, affects me here. So like, it's okay to like tell your kids like, hey, I want to change too, because it models for them how they can change and shows them that they, they can make like a different choice than what they're doing. You know, even when they're really little, it like sets those like stepping stones in their brain. I mean, correct. Yep. I think it's, yeah, no, like everything. It's so, I don't know. I think that's a great way to raise the future and get them on the right path of really being mindful and being aware of their actions. And it's just a great family. Like you'll, your family will be so much stronger. Too. I love that. All right. Tell us where can we find you so that everyone can go and follow you and enjoy your stuff, enjoy your content. Where can we find you on whatever platform that you, you put out if there's more than Instagram? Yeah. So my Instagram is just Sarah screen smarter. And then I do have a website. It's sarahscreensmarter.com and feel free to contact me and I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Mikkel. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here and tune in next week for another episode of the mama adventure.